I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Want support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Abanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Abanelli spots out. Emerson! Let's, let's get things going. So if you're listening to us for the first time or watching us for the first time, um, I'm Johnny, I'm with... Anna and, and Delia, and welcome to the Borough Breakdown podcast, um, the only the Borough podcast that gives you the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs of Middlesbrough Football Club. And well, Middlesbrough have made it nine unbeaten now when they drew nil nil against Teesside Blues um, at Ewood Park, um, a game where probably Borough should have ended up winning the game. There was a hat full of chances. All I could think about was typical Borough, where we'd go on and probably end up losing the game. Um, but it is one of those things. But it's nil nil. Borough still fifth, the joint fourth now in, in the championship table with 17 points. Who would have thought that 12, 12 months ago as well in the Jonathan Wood game? But then I'll kick things off with you. Hat full of chances, especially in that first half. Um, but a point on the road, the best performance in the season as well, would you agree? Yeah, I think the first half in particular was uh, <laughs> fantastic. I think we did everything other than score. Um, I think we were dominant in possession. We looked quite potent going forward well not in front of goal uh, in particular but down the wings I think we looked very uh, promising um, but we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and we had chances I honestly can't I, I don't know how that game ended 0-0 um, I think they had a, a really big chance where the ball flashed uh, across the face of goal and unfortunately uh, well fortunately for us they couldn't put it in the back of the net and uh, unfortunately for us we couldn't score ourselves so um, a really really good performance but as is always the case with Borough, we just can't put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, Els, um, we changed formation at night again, uh, moved to probably, I looked to me, it looked to me as a, as a 4-1-4-1 formation, um, with Housen sitting, uh, sorry, Johnny, uh, Lord Farquad, Housen <laughs> sitting in, in centre defensive midfield. Um, he was majestic again tonight, Housen, deserves all the plaudits he gets for a great performance. Would you think Borough looked balanced? Didn't you think that it was a, a really good display away from home? Yeah, um, I mean, on that formation change, I, I wasn't really expecting us to go back to the, four at the back, and I kind of predicted on on the weekend as as going to a 
to a three at the back, but I think those um, wingers, as you mentioned, sat in to make it not really three up front, to make it, like you said, a 4-1, 4-1. Um, especially in the first half, we let them come at us. Um, we didn't really press as much as we did in the in the second half, and I think that just helped with the balance, like you said. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think, as we said, we're going to maybe switch between the two formations depending on who we're playing. But I think it's it's starting to develop some good partnerships, uh, no matter who's playing on those sides. Um, when we have two playing there, particularly Colson and Bowler, um, I thought they linked up really well again today. Um, and yeah, we looked really good on the wings. I never thought we'd see it because we, like you said, we've really lacked wingers. And I think we've obviously put in people out there who maybe we either thought weren't good enough before or there maybe wasn't the natural position, but I think a lot of people are contributing very well out wide and obviously we're creating a lot of chances from it. Yeah, we did create a lot of chances tonight. I can't, I couldn't probably tell you how many times we tried to put the ball in the box tonight um, and we just couldn't seem to get in the back of the net. Brett's had a chance, um, obviously that header in the first half, Fry towards the end. It wasn't really a massive clear-cut chance that we've had, um, but we were creating a lot of chances in and around the area. Um, and making ourselves quite dangerous. But in terms of the overall display, Dana, um, quite a lot of, well, probably the most possession we've had this season with about 42, 43%, which is a, a milestone in, in Neil Warnock's uh, career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, but it was did, higher than that, I think, wasn't it? It was, it was for, uh, last time I checked, so it could have been a little bit higher. So if, you, yeah. if you've got the stats there, else and from away yeah it, it said it final the final was 50 50.8 so wow we actually had well, you're so... possession you're the real winner <laughs> yeah exactly there you go, there I, was, you go. I, was gonna, um, I was gonna move on just to say we obviously we've, we've dominant with the ball but i want to move something towards um something defensively um mark baller and i um if you if he, when he gets home he's going to probably have his keys his wallet um his favorite have a cd and and probably harvey elliott as well because Warnock did something very different like way he, he man marked um harvey harvey elliott out the game were you surprised by that move there and especially with colson moving it towards the left back when we were out the ball as well no i wasn't because i mean harvey elliott is a dangerous player and he can turn a player and he can turn a game and he's the type of player that can can really change the uh, the game in the in his team's favour, in Blackburn's favour. So I, I wasn't surprised. Obviously, Warnock identified him as a particular threat. And I think with mm. um, Adam Armstrong out of the team in particular, he was uh, their most uh, threatening player. So I wasn't surprised. I thought Bowler did well. Um, I was particularly pleased with that left-hand side, just defensively and uh, going forward as well. I think the past two games, Coulson and Bowler have linked up really, really well going forward. And... Um, it was a it was a really uh, another really good defensive display for uh, from Bowler. I know that Neil Warnock wished him luck last week with uh, with Knockout. I think he had a similar uh, tough job uh, against Harvey Elliott, and he and he did really well. Would you say he's probably Bora's most improved player? Or do you think Anthony Dyke still has that crown? I think Dyke still probably has that crown. Um, but there's a few, actually. I mean, George Savile as well. George Savile's gone under the radar. I was looking at his stats from October, two goals, two assists. Uh, I think I was reading on um, on who scored that there's only one player that's provided more key passes than, than George Savile in that month. So, uh, you know, we said it in the last podcast about the midfield and how, how good they look, how balanced they look. And somebody said in, in our Instagram comments that they look the same, they haven't changed. Well, I completely disagree with that. I think our midfield looks very, very good. And, and George Savile, to his credit, 
uh, has had a really good start to the season. So I think him, Bowler and Dyke Steele have all been improving. He got in Championship Team of the Month as well, didn't he, Sam? He did, um, yeah. yeah. God. Um, and some of the others probably unlucky to miss out as well. Um, McNair, I think, before tonight was... Uh, had the most successful tackles, was it as well, um, in the division? Um, so you know, posting a lot of good numbers, um, especially defensively. So yeah, there's there's not many reasons to complain, really, apart from obviously not picking up a win tonight. But I think I think that expectation is now starting to set in a little bit, where we're feeling like we're a little bit disappointed um, yeah. with not winning, considering we're nine unbeaten now, is it? Um, so. <laughs> this is what comes with it when you you know when you're in a good in a form. When like I said at the start, like if you told me twelve months ago when Woodgate was in charge, we'd have Neil Warnock and we'd be now unbeaten. We look really solid. We look hard to break down. We look like that team that just seems to grind out results. I probably would have laughed at you. Um, it's it, it's a great turnaround from from the team, and I think Neil Warnock and his coaching staff deserve probably a lot of credit for that. But also the players do it do as well. Um, but in terms of like a player, I want to you haven't really mentioned um, Dana, but Tav for me tonight um, was really good. Um, and there's one part of his play which I kind of want you to talk about, Els, if you don't mind. But someone that we've said we need to see a lot more of going forward. Um, but defensively, he's been brilliant um, over the last couple of games. He's held his shape quite well. Um, Sam Morsey missed out tonight, um, obviously due to injury. Um, but do you think Tav's held his own in that central midfield role? And do you think Mozzie has a has a hard time to get back into the team? It's crazy to even say that after a week. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think it, well, it was a bit weird because I think at the start of the season we were kind of like talking Tav down again, really. And I think it's one of those where he's when he's been out of the team, he does look so good when he comes back in. Um, and he can, he can be quite hit and miss. He is... Um, you know, sometimes his deliveries are Paddy McNair esque. Sometimes the, you know, Paddy Kenny esque. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's um, Paddy Kenny esque. Yeah. <laughs> the, the next Paddy I can think of. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, what I'm trying to say with him really is he, he can be quite inconsistent. But I was really impressed with his performance tonight, and um, and when he's been playing right wing back. I think think he's going to be quite a versatile player um, going forward for us so I just don't want him to become complacent how he can at sometimes I think when there wasn't any competition for places when before we signed Roberts and everything and he kind of felt like he maybe nailed down a, a central midfield role um, that's when he started to play poorly I don't know if that is a, a mental thing or whether it's just you know the, the opposition we were up against at the time or, and things but um yeah, I've been impre- impressed with his performances recently. Well, Dave's mentioned in the comments about Tav's work rate, and, and I completely agree. And I've been a, a, a somebody that's criticised Tav quite a lot, but uh, it was last week that he made that really crucial interception uh, in the box uh, to stop, you know, what would surely have been a clear cut goal for Coventry. And then today, you know, you saw him tracking back, and I think you see that with with a lot of players they they have that hunger to not just do the attacking work but to get back and do the dirty defensive work and that really just shows that the players are playing for Warnock and, and it does make me think about under Woodgate they really weren't playing for them for him whether it was you know completely night and day from you know Woodgate and Warnock you can tell that Warnock's really got these players playing playing for him 
and you know for the club. Yeah, well, you can argue that as well. Where he's saying, well, maybe we'll get didn't set them up tactically to not to see out games, but to be well. I think we weren't really well drilled last year. We try to focus a lot on the ball in pre-season, try and play a passing style. Um, and try to get hit teams on the break as well. But when that went out the window fairly quickly because we were getting cut open, we didn't really have a plan B. And it was kind of it was really difficult for Woodgate to try to implement a different style when you are getting beat um, and stick to your principles. But with Neil Warnock, I think he's exactly what you're saying. The team, he, he's hardworking. Um, he just grinds out results. He he has the high, one of the highest run rates, which was what was one of my main things at the start of the season where I said, I'd just love for us this year just to outrun teams week in, week out, um, and we'll probably grind out some results. Um, but we're, we're currently sitting fifth now, um, nine unbeaten L's. Said it on the start of the podcast last week, uh, on this week, sorry, when I was saying, uh, should we start getting a little bit giddy? Um, and even on Sky tonight, they said there could be a team that could be in the playoffs um, towards the end of the season. Should we believe this hype, or should we just keep enjoying the moment right now and uh, expect us to probably tail off towards the end of the season? Yeah, I don't know if it's me just being risk averse because I don't want to get my own hopes up, really. Um, but there isn't any team at the moment where I think, you know, like for example, when a, a Newcastle comes down, you think, right, they're going to walk the league. Um, or there's a team usually that comes down, you think, right, they're going to. And, and we were be saying it earlier in the season with Watford, weren't we, on, on a podcast? But um, some of the results they've had recently. Obviously, Bournemouth getting beat tonight away at, um, at Chef Wed. I don't feel like anyone's going to run away with it. Um, obviously, Reading are a, a few points um, clear, but you know we've shown that um, you know they're not brilliant. Um, Coventry have also beaten them as well. Uh, so, yeah, there isn't a lot of great teams in the division for us to to be behind. Really, you could maybe say Brentford if they get into their stride. Um, but I mean, other than that, I don't think there's anyone who's who's clear cut to go up, and I think we could be in and around the mix. Weirdly enough, um, I wouldn't really put us down for that. I think just if we keep the majority of the squad fit that we that we have now, and the one or two players that keep coming in, like Marvin Johnson and so on, then I think we could pose a real challenge. I think obviously, if um, you know, if we actually do pick up injuries and stuff, then that's where the real issue is, isn't it? And this is even without. Um, what we forgot to mention, this is even without Patrick Roberts playing. So, <laughs> yeah, it's looking rosy when you you know we're getting decent results when when he isn't even playing. So, um, maybe we should start to start to believe. Um, but yeah, I mean, Warnock did say Warnock did say before the game, um, it's only been twenty percent of the season that's went so far. So, um, still a long way to go yet. A really good start, really, really good start. But else, um, I know you want about uh, predicted goals tonight. We had we had a hat full of chances. On what what start have you got for me? Um, well, the expected goals tonight was the highest um, of the season, um, which kind of goes hand in hand with what you say when the best performance of the season. It was um, two point three six um, is the stat, um, which I believe the only time it was nearest was actually the Forest game. So we're actually getting better in creating a lot of chances um, and I feel like we're starting to maybe control games a bit more I could maybe expect it when we were at home um, I didn't maybe expect it on an away game um, but it's, it's really promising that we are and it, it's a shame that we maybe didn't take the chances tonight obviously um, I think the main chances where there were high probabilities of goals were off the corners 
um, the Brit one that you mentioned and the Dale Fry um, one as well. Um, I'm really, I'm really annoyed that we didn't take a chance of that because uh, we we did put Ainsley pressure under a lot. Uh, Ainsley pressure, well, wow. um, Ainsley pairs under a lot of pressure. Um, so Ainsley pressure pairs. Ainsley pressure under a lot of pairs. Yep. To be fair, we did say on the podcast on, on, on Sunday that if we were a score, we could probably potentially see it from a set piece. Um, both teams generally tend to be counter-attacking teams um, in, with with and without the ball. And It was a game where I thought we should have really capitalised on that, but since in about, uh, Gary's put, uh, put a question in and he said, reluctant to criticise anything tonight, but Roberts in the last half an hour I'm going to come on to Roberts now. Um, Dana, would you have liked to see Patrick Roberts tonight? Do you think it, it would have been nice to bring him on maybe for Jed in the last 20, 25 minutes and see if we uh, get a goal? But Or was it just a case of trying to grind out a point and keep the unbeaten streak going? No, I think I think Borough and uh, Neil, Warn- Neil Warnock would have wanted the, the, the three points. But I was thinking during the game that, you know, surely he's got to come on and surely he's got to come on for either Spence or, or Coulson. Um, he must not be match fit. I, I can't see any re- other reason why he wouldn't be playing that game, why he wouldn't feature. Um, I think with Patrick Roberts, you really need to bubble wrap him every game, don't you? Because you know he can be a really important player for us in games and throughout the the season. But you know you can have a little tweak and he's out for for a month. You know, like we saw last season. So. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen Patrick Roberts. I think he would have given us that final push um, when we needed it. But I can see why he wasn't brought on. For you know, firstly because of what I just mentioned there with the potential of an injury, and he he mustn't be much fit. Uh, plus, I think it did look like we were going to do something, and I think especially uh, based on the last two games where we have been patient and that has prevailed in the end. I feel like Neil Warnock might have just thought it was uh, sort of returning to a similar narrative in that we would eventually mm. breach their defence. Because, I mean, to be fair, I've I've got to give credit to Blackburn because initially I thought they were at you know sixes and sevens defensively, but they were blocking everything. I think at half time we had twelve shots and eight of them were blocked. And for a team that have conceded six goals in the last two games, I think they defended quite well. Yeah, yeah, I thought they did as well. I think with Roberts, it would have given us a different dimension as well, because like you mentioned there, with not even just the, the shots being blocked, but the crosses as well. Um, there were so many times we got in behind, and there were really good crosses as well, not not like poor quality at all from Baller and Spence, and um, they were just getting hit by the first man all the time or blocked, and uh, you know credit to Blackburn for that. But I think Roberts would have added something different and not trying to just get to the the byline and get across, and he would have obviously came inside, tried to jink between. Two, three players, and and get a shot off, and it might have been the, you know, the deciding factor. I think we'll, I think we'll see a lot more Patrick Roberts after the national break. Um, I know that this hamstring strain or injury that he's had, um, is a hard one to come back with. And any sharp movement, it can it can just pull again or it can tear. It's really it's a really tender muscle, so it, it, we'll have to be really patient with Roberts, but. Would have liked to see him tonight if it was possible, but I think we'll probably see a lot more of him probably after the international break. Uh, but let's quickly look ahead to Saturday. We're away at Brentford um, at the new Gr- Griffin Park. God, I'm not going to call it the Brentford Community Stadium. It's just it's the new Griffin. Is Park, that what it's called? It really? um, yeah, Brentford yeah. Community Stadium, whatever it's called. Oh. Apple name. England under 21s ground. 
<laughs> That's what it looks like, doesn't it? <laughs> looks like a what's it? Looks like a FIFA stadium. Do you know what I mean? Like from like which one of those FIFA um, generic stadiums? Yeah, hmm. like one of them. Oh, it looks like yeah, something that you, someone would make in start, Minecraft. You're starting one on pro clubs or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, Brentford's look. It's going to be a really, really difficult game. Ivor Tony's absolutely flying at the minute. Um, but they have lost a few players. Obviously, they've lost uh, Ollie Watkins, lost, say, Ben Rama as well. Um, probably might not be as exciting as this year This year as they were last year. But in terms of changes, Dana, um, would you like to see maybe give Brit a rest this weekend and maybe start Akpom up front? Um, I mean, Brit hasn't, has, hasn't really been sharp so far this season. He's been doing probably a lot of running in the last couple of games because he hasn't really had oh, a direct service that he needs. Cause he, but mm. Brit really likes to run in behind um, the cent the, the cent the centre back. Sorry, I was going to say centre forward. There, he's <laughs> run behind the centre backs um, and obviously get his shot away. And like, obviously, like we've seen with um, the goal against Coventry, that was uh, Brit Assemble longer at his, at his at his best. But um, would you like to see Brit maybe miss out on Saturday and give Akpom a chance up top? Yeah, I'd like to see Akpom start. I think he's he seems to like to drop deep whereas Britt likes it to his feet and I think um, you don't really see a lot of uh, movement from Britt in that respect you know he's not the type of striker to, to drop deep um, and, and I quite like Akpom uh, I really like him and um, I hope to see them two up front at, at some point together uh, again um, but yeah I think that would be I mean depending on the severity of Sam Morsey's injury I hope it's not too bad because um, I think you know I, I keep Coulson in the side I think he was very good tonight he, he really impressed me um, but other than that I can't think of, of many other changes uh, to make uh, Roberts coming in maybe I mean Brentford obviously will do more research and speak more about them on Sunday's podcast but I've been quite surprised with them I, I feel like they'll do what we did uh, when we went up and they'll they'll probably scrape second I don't think they'll um, blitz the league like many might have predicted uh, pre-season mm-hmm. but um, quite surprised defensively I, I don't know what it's like now but when I last checked I think they were like the, the third worst defence in the league which I was quite surprised with because you know they've got Norgard John, uh, Janssen Henry uh, you know they've got a, a decent back line um, and David Raya as well you know a good keeper fantastic keeper last season for them so um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, changes, yeah, I'd, I'd probably bring Morsey in if it's... Uh, I mean, Neil Warnock will have obviously probably said it by now in his post-match press conference. Um, but yeah, keep Coulson in. Um, maybe put Akpom in for Brit. Um, and just try try to keep up the uh, the unbeaten run. I think this the next two games, Brentford and Norwich, I think that'll be a, a big indication of whether this is a, a run to continue and whether we're genuine uh, playoff contenders. Sorry, I missed a bit of that because I, I lagged a little bit. Um, so oh, sorry, I'm just waffling. Um, <laughs> I'll waffle sorry, no syrup. I'll ignore you then. I'll, I'll ignore you then. But else, um, would you probably maybe move to a three at the back again? Um, you know, obviously they have the attacking threat threat there. Ivor Tony, big fast centre forward. Um, Fry will probably have his work cut out a little bit with him. Being such an high rate form as well, um, so we'd like to see maybe Dyke Steele and, and McNair maybe make a solid three and then play with wing backs um, and try and combine that way on Saturday. 
Yeah, well, I think as I predicted, I thought we were going to do it tonight. Maybe Warnock thought, you know, the um, Blackburn aren't going to be as much of a threat, and it, you know, kind of paid off. We, I feel like we controlled the game, obviously possession wise. It showed as well that we, you know, we had much more possession than we normally do. Um, but you'd maybe expect Brentford to be tougher opposition, um, even not even just with Tony. They've got Embuemo uh, as well as it, um, Godos, uh, Emilio. Mamiliano Marcondes is still there, I think, is he? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good talent still. I don't know how they keep churning out players and finding these gems everywhere, even when they sell them on. Um, the amount of strikers, you know, you think they've had more pay, and then they went to Watkins, and yeah. then Ivan Tony. And if they don't go up this year, you know, you'll end up at, a, you'll end up at someone in the Prem next year. It'll be at Palace or something. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, but I mean, obviously, that they've got um, Charlie Good at the back as well, who, who obviously we missed out on. Is he um, playing? Is he starting? He started the last game, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I think he started the season on the bench. They must have just been sort of slowly integrating him into the setup. Yeah, um, and obviously, Dal's Garden Henry have been there for quite a while as well, anyway. So, um, yeah, I mean. I would expect us to. Um, obviously, we have made the four-three-three more common of late, but um, I think it would just make more sense. I think with those that three up front, um, and I think they'll be cutting in a lot as well. I think if there's just two there and one gets dragged out of position, which obviously Paddy McNair does as he goes in the midfield, I think it'll be good to have that cover um, from extra central defender. So um, yeah, I'd probably expect us to start with um, with wing backs. Do you think Borough can go there with confidence on Saturday? Do you think we can get a, get a result, Dana? Oh, I think, I mean, I would take a point against Brentford. I really, really would. I know that we have been on a really good run, but this is a, a really big test uh, for us. So, I don't know, potentially. Um, I don't know exactly what their form is like, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I would, I would definitely take a point against Brentford. But, you know, Warnock, he, he knows how I get results, so you never know. Yeah, uh, else. Um, I'm just gonna say, Gary said that um, they've they've all got small backsides, so we'll be fine. So as long as um, Dyke Steele just starts backing into people, um, <laughs> I think we'll uh, I think we'll I think we'll win the game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look what you started, Johnny. <laughs> look, look when you've got when you've got an ass that good, yeah, people are gonna talk about it. I feel like now that I've said it, um, I feel like a lot of people are gonna be like, yeah, you know what he does. He, I think Mike Shield does have a good bum. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I this can't believe lockdown starts on Thursday. We're cracking up already, aren't we? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be one of those weird months, isn't it? Um, but got a question from Will talking about Balassi in January window. Um, I think we said in the previous couple of pods that we probably would take. I see in, in pretty much in a heartbeat. What would you bring to the side? I think you'd bring creativity and just the that additional quality we need in the final third to to try and get the game like tonight from a draw to a win. I feel like if we wanted to to go up this year, um, we'd have we'd help add that quality there. But me, I, I, I still believe that I don't think we'll go up this year. But I, I think if we if we if we get what more over the line, I think as was expected to. And obviously in January, I think Fletcher will be back. I don't think there'll be a real need for someone like Balassi. Obviously, I think if injuries happen, then then yeah. But I don't think by then, if I, th- I think we're still in a, a sort of a decent position in the league, I don't think we should really upset 
sort of the the harmony of the team. I think from then, I think Alassie will come in as kind of and be a, a bigger name, and I don't think we'd need that necessarily if we were in a half decent position. Um, I think we'd be be all right without it. I know we kind of said we would have maybe a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah, I'm not not really yeah. too bothered by it now. I don't think. Or what more do you want? Uh? What more do you want? Um, let's do predictions, guys, for Saturday. Um, how are we feeling? Take a point. Dice steals backside in the last minute. Take a point. <laughs> oh, yeah, if that happens. Fucking hell. That'd be crazy. But uh... I, I, can't, I can't believe that because um, I, I think me and Dana had 1 0 down tonight and you had 2 1. I was thinking, all we need is just this one goal. Me and Dana yeah. are finally catching up here. And you, you've got away with it again, Mr. Bullock. So um, I don't I quite know what to go with this week. It's going to be a, a tough one again, um, and I'm, I think I'll probably change my mind for the, for the weekend. But I think I'd probably take a draw, so I'm going to go with a one all. One all. Will Hudson's went with one one. If, if people have got the predictions, put them in the chat, and we'll read them out. Um, Dana, where, where are you going prediction wise? For some reason, I've got two two floating in my head, but I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to go with. I am so sorry. I'm going to go for 1-0 Brentford. 1-0 Brentford. So you think the unbeaten streak's going to be over. Gary says 2-2. Um, I'm, going to, I feel, I'm feeling dry as well. Um, I'm feeling if Dice Steel scores, we're going to Dickens. <laughs> oh, um, no. So... No style, another one. We're not even allowed to go. <laughs> well, after lockdown. After lockdown. <laughs> I'll get on the roof. That. If Dice Steel scores... Goal at the Dickens. He's actually never scored for Borough. He's, I think he's only ever scored one professional goal in his whole career. I think. Hmm. So it's been... it's gonna happen. Then it's gonna happen. We're gonna speak yeah, it gonna into existence. Look. Yeah. Well, look when we said it with Jed scores one of Manjaro's, and now look at him. Look at him. He's he's a free, he's a free scoring wing back. Um, the mid said two one Brentford. Um, so people not as people aren't as optimistic this week as they were the previous week, but. Knows that, um, but let's let's wrap things up, guys. Um, thank you very much for, for joining us on the live stream. Like, thank you everyone who's who's joined us on YouTube tonight. Um, we are going to be doing a lot more of these all across the season, um, and also up, upload a few snippets as well from the original podcast that we run on a Sunday live on Red Army Radio. You can actually say um, on Alexa and all that. Um, my laptop's going to go off in a second. Um, <laughs> that you can. Um, can listen to Red Army Radio um, on there now, but if you listen to us on the podcast apps as well, leave us a five star rating. Our podcasts, um, Spotify, leave us a comment on there. Uh, we'll read the comments out on the podcast, and we do really appreciate um, the community feel of it and all the comments that you send us. But this is pretty much it. We're a draw nil nil. Um, at Ewood Park against the Teesside Blues, but hopefully, we get three nil on, on on Saturday with an Anthony Dykesdale uh, backside goaler. Um, but yeah that's pretty much it thank you very much guys and uh, up the butter breakdown